Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. I'm and from the field of pheasants, for, yes, Max. Yes. Yes. Apologies for coming a little late. My contact popped out right as we were going to air, so I had to put a new contact in. But we are live. We are going. Joe, how many pheasants did you kill? At least two? Uh, yeah, I hit limit. The last two days I've hit limit. This is the last day of hunting for me, so I'm looking forward to hitting limit again today. Awesome, three, awesome, awesome. Three so, is the limit, by the way. Three is the limit? Yeah. That's a low limit. You can only hit three a day, huh? That's a really low limit. Well, I mean, it is, but um, you get 20 guys together, and you might be able to shoot more than three if you're a good shot. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. No, so we were going to talk about... It's been a lot of fun. We were going to talk about a couple topics today, but then I, I spoke with you this morning. You wanted to talk about Antifa. And this Antifa hit list that's rumored to go around, we know that the Antifa in Germany has a hit list. We've been there have been lots of rumors in the United States that Antifa in the United States have hit lists. What, what are you hearing on this? Uh, uh, we just lost Joe's volume. Did we lose your volume? Can you hear me now? Lost Joe's volume. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, sorry. It's like we know we know that there's a couple of things. The reason why we want to do this show is because we want to talk about the truth, right? And the radical leftists don't want you to understand truth. See, if you put a bow around an organization, if you call it an organization, then they can hold it accountable. But if these radical leftists that have infiltrated every part of our society and every part of our government can say, oh, Antifa is just an idea, it's not an actual organization, then they don't have to be held accountable for for not getting to the root of it and stopping them from doing what they're doing. So the things that we're going to tell you about today, you're going to want to share, right? Number one, the nonprofit organizations out there are being used as guinea pigs for these bigger people that love to, George Soros's, that love to basically infiltrate and destroy our society are being used to literally hire people for what are called no-show jobs or jobs by which they can say, hey, listen, you run out there and be an anti-fight. You run out there and get on the streets and cause a lot of havoc. We're going to support you and we're going to pay you just to do that. That's happening, number one. Number two, it's an organization. When leaders come out and create hit lists, when leaders come out and say, hey, it wouldn't be so bad if we killed 250, 300 people. And by the way, these are people, uh, you know, Stu Peters did a huge uh, thing on this where they had a list of 250 people in the United States that they would like to see killed, as well as other people that they'd like to see killed in the uh, in uh, Europe. So, and 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 by the way, I haven't seen the list yet, but I was told that the uh, parliamentary leader that was killed by the Somali kid um, when he was doing a meet and greet is was actually on that list. So th this is a pretty serious thing with Antifa doing the things that they're doing. We know that Andy No is working really hard to uncover a lot of what's happening in Antifa. 
But this is basically organized crime. That's what we're dealing with. But make no mistake about it. They are an organization. And we are going to talk about what makes them an organization. They got their own flag. They have their own comm system and communication devices. They've got their own training systems where they actually stand together and they're trained together. That is an organization. That is not something that loosely fit. People just come out of nowhere and they're just Antifa. No, this is a tight knit organization that has permeated our entire society. It's 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 almost laughable when you hear the left. And I, I've even seen, I don't know if you've been watching, a couple other news outlets are picking up your case against Eric Coomer. Whenever they refer to you, Joe, they say that you were on a phone call to uncover, and they put in air quotes, Antifa, Antifa people. And then they proceed, all these news outlets then proceed to say that Antifa doesn't actually exist. It's not a real organization. If it's not a real organization, I feel like a broken record, but I've been saying this for weeks. If it's not a real organization, then we need to get the country's leading psychologists down here as soon as possible. Max, because what we are seeing Max. is the spontaneous hive mind of a bunch of people just spontaneous, spontaneously deciding on their own volition to show up at the same place at the same time, wearing the same things, carrying the same flags, right, using the same tactics, shouting the same chants. It, it's... If if that is not if there is no organization here, then we need to get the psychologist down to study this because this is a true case study in human spontaneity. Yeah, well, it's not it's not a you know it's not human spontaneity. Sorry, I was trying to figure out why we weren't live on the website yet, and we're not live on Twitch. I was just telling the guys that we're not live in those two areas, so we need to get ourselves live in those particular areas, please. Yeah, there was an issue with the Conservative Daily website. It stayed live going into last evening, um, even though we weren't live. So it thinks it's live. And then you had the giant button right in the center. What's going on? All right. Yeah, you got to mute your window. Can't hear you, um, Max. So we're going to try. We we're go. going to try and fix that. Um, but yeah, so they have to be an organization, Joe. They have to. Otherwise. It's, it's truly the only time that you've ever seen thousands of people just show up at the same place. I mean, how can it not yeah. be an organization? All right, but we don't need to ask the question. We just need to basically understand what the left is. The left are liars. The left are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. Every single time that you've seen someone get shot in Antifa, they end up being a sex offender. They end up being a multiple felon. And it's not a mistake. These are people that are put in those positions and said, look, I'm going to pay you to go out there and be evil because that's what we are as an organization. We're evil. So let's talk about the fact that we want to stand against uh, fascism while we are, in fact, the fascists. This is the whole uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, it's much more sinister than that because these are people that walk around our society getting paid to create havoc. They're actually getting paid. And what makes it even worse is that the radical left have figured out that if you can take a nonprofit organization you can funnel money into those organizations. You can make someone, and we've been to investigation for a long time, Max, long time in doing this investigation. They take these nonprofits, they go and they say, look, I'm going to give 100000 or 200000 or $500,000 to this organization. And here's the only caveat. You need to hire this particular person or this particular person and make them a custodian or a marketing person or someone's a part of being a, what they call directors. So you have a project director that they hire on, but that project director really is just on the streets creating havoc. That project director is spending majority of their time literally training up different anti-fights. 
So it's a serious yeah. problem. It's a very serious problem that we're dealing with. And, you know, I, I don't want to put us in the same category as Project Veritas, but we are working with other organizations to uncover some of what this, this sinister behavior. And we recognize that a lot of the sinister behavior is going to be covered up by the IRS, going to be covered up by the FBI. And uh, frankly, it, it, uh, it's scary, Max. It's really scary that, that this is what we're dealing with in our society. They, they went ahead and put their, their hands down on and suppressed the mob behavior because they didn't want, you know, the, the old saying, they didn't want competition became a really, a very real thing. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it, it really is true. Going to take a moment and remind everyone this podcast is brought to you by the Conservative Daily Store. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Go head over to the Conservative Daily Store. It's getting a little chilly out. We got a lot of hoodies available, like this one, the Conservative Daily Podcast logo hoodie available in both white and red. So head over to the Conservative Daily Store, store.conservative-daily.com, and pick up your hoodie today. We can go ahead and take that down. So, Joe, I, Guys, I like to play a game. We're not Bumble either. We're not I know, I know. It's, it's a complete mess. It's a complete mess. Um, I like to play a game, Joe. Whenever there's an anti riot, it, it, there's no real, there's no real way to win the game. It's just kind of fun to play it. Looking at all the mug shots of the people who were involved in the rioting. If we go ahead, Mr. Producer, put up image number twelve. Image number twelve. Do these, Joe, look like the people who would be involved in anti riots? <laughs> Any favorites here? Any favorites oh my among gosh. these guys? Yeah, so, and this is, by the way, how we figured out how to chase down nonprofits, by figuring out where their money actually came from, right? Figuring out where they worked, where they were actually going. No, they look like a bunch of freaks, but these freaks are getting paid to buy organizations. Here's something else you should know. I sat on the board. Are you ready for this? I sat on the board of a nonprofit. I sat on the board. And in that board meeting, and this is backed up by the board notes, which I have, there was money that was given to another organization. And their whole job with that money was to go bail out BLM members. And you would say, Joe, why were you on that board? And I would tell you, there's many boards that I actually, I'm no longer on. I'm, I'm no longer on because I was good that I was a token conservative that was telling people no, but I said that I go, no, we're not bailing out. We're not bailing people out for getting on the streets and causing violence. No, it's not going to happen. And the, you know, I got overruled on this particular case, but I was very careful to collect a bunch, a bunch of information. And I didn't think anything of it because right after that, I was like, I'm out, I'm getting off this board. I'm done with this organization. I spent a lot of time actually serving that organization, which helps people in need. But the fact that they were literally taking money that was given by by yeah. people in the organ to, to then go bail people out. And when I was talking to the, the CEO, um, her comment was, well, I thought that they were they were wrongfully put in jail. And I go, what are you talking about? Wrongfully put. She goes, there are peaceful protesters that are arrested. I go, no, they weren't. The people that were arrested were not peaceful protesters. They were arrested because they did incited violence or in the participating in violence. And that's why they were arrested. Police didn't just walk around arresting peacekeeping or peaceful protesters. So you participated in all the things that are happening in our society. And this organization got used for those means. And the person that gave the money to the organization so they can get a write-off and then we give it off to somebody else, 
you're literally participating in laundering money. I mean, her jaw dropped, but she's starting to see, and this is where you talk about red pill moment where people are, uh, I think, useful idiots in the commission of a crime or participating in this, this, uh, you know, criminal enterprise that is swept across our country. And here's the bad part. Many people that will listen to this will say, Joe, that's not possible. Look, I am a, I'm a, I'm a 100% factual guy. I promise you that the stuff that I'm telling you about now, I don't have just a little bit of information on it. I have massive amounts of information on it. And we're going to continue to run these ops on these nonprofits that are run by these radical leftists until we get to the bottom of it. And frankly, we're going to continue to put it out there. We're not going to, I believe that you have to have focus and you have to have discipline. You have to constantly talk about what is facing us and what the truth is. And so I see that most people out there now are, are using the fact that we're dealing with pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. These people are everything that they say that they're fighting against. These are the liars of our society, and they are doing everything they can to destroy what we have as a, as a nation and usher in this, this communist and socialist environment. So, Joe, Pretty did sick. you see what happened? Did you see what happened in um, in Portland this week? Have, have you been seeing? No. It, they, they rioted again in Portland this week. In honor, Oh, yeah. $500,000 in damage? Yeah. They, they rioted in honor of this guy. Go ahead. Put up my screen. Sean Keelaher. Keelaher? I don't know. He was an Antifa uh, activist. Uh, he did some of the trainings that you mentioned, Joe, training Antifa members how to march, how to dress, right? How to, how to trim their facial hair, right? <laughs> the articles about him. Are, are really in depth the trainings they did which again you can't just have trainings without any kind of organization but he was killed he was killed in actually a, a pretty crazy circumstance he was he was with other anti-fights anti-fights and anti-fascists whatever they, they call themselves in front of a bar and he got killed run over by a car now the police the police have not even bothered it looks like to find his killer which I mean, take that as as you will. Obviously, we don't want people just going around killing other people, but Antifa are pissed off. And obviously, this is a picture of his mother holding a picture of him as a child. They always do this. And I understand her grief. She has the right to grieve in her way. But the, the guy was, a, was an Antifa protester, not a little kid. It's always a little bit misleading when they lead with this. Anyway, Antifa is pissed off because they didn't actually, we, they didn't actually solve his, his murder didn't actually solve his murder. They're, they're not even bothering. So this week, Antifa took to the streets. And it started out, it started out as with a bunch of fireworks. Let's go ahead and, and play some of these clips. Um, let's go ahead and play cut four, cut number four. So very dangerous to be lighting off fireworks right next to a what looks like what looks to be a uh, some kind of tall building, <laughs> not not exactly up to fire code, but it quickly descended into absolute chaos. If we go ahead and put up image number five, image number five, it literally became a dumpster fire. This protest literally became a dumpster fire. Five hundred five hundred thousand dollars in damage. Let's go ahead and play cut number one. Oh, no, sorry, not cut number two. Cut number two. 
cut that there. And another clip so you can see the, the, how the city was vandalized, play cut three. The reputation trashed, fires lit, windows smashed, and Portland police say there was nothing they could do. The state law that now ties their hands when chaos breaks out. It is 10 o'clock. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jeff Chiunolo. And I'm Elizabeth Din. Thanks for joining us. Downtown Portland, as we reported to you, suffered another round of damage from riots this week. And those who live and work here want to know if this is ever going to stop. But at a meeting with Pearl District neighbors tonight, please say a state law passed just this summer held them back. So they're going to take it down. Jennifer the, the law. Oh. The law that they are referring to is a law that's restricting the police's ability to use tear gas and different riot control tactics against protesters. So the police actually say that they were incapable of actually solving or putting an end to the riot. They had to just kind of sit on their on their hands and let it happen. Joe, this is the left created this. The left quite literally got rid of the, the non-lethals that police can use to disperse riots to make sure that Antifa can riot. This is on the left, 100%, right? Yeah, this is, I mean, again, this is what, I'm gonna show you what tolerance looks like, um, if I can. I'm trying to send this over to you guys now. But the, the amount, the sheer amount of evil that they're dealing with, this is in Salem, Oregon, just far, there was a, uh, a um, rally to support kind of, uh, you know, I, I would say to, to support those that, that, you know, basically stand up for freedom and stand up for the uh, values that we have in this in this country. So let me see if I can send them over to you guys. You can see what they did. These are pictures so that happened in real time this weekend. What's that? Sure, sure. So while Joe does that, let, let, let's cycle through a couple of images. Um, so we don't have a ton of dead airtime. Let's go ahead and, and jump to image six. Image number six. Antifa, the fat anti-fascists, <laughs> not very clean. For people who claim that they love the environment, they sure are burning a lot of garbage these days. Very bad for the environment. Put up image number seven. Image number seven. For people who claim to be anti-fascists, they are sure following the playbook of Kristallnacht. That's the night where German paramilitary organizations went door to door and, and broke all the windows the night of broken glass to terrorize Jewish populations in Germany. Put up image eight again, going off of that night of the broken glass, Kristallnacht breaking a lot of glass. And then again, image number nine, everyone knows that if you're truly anti-fascist, you go after the burrito places, you go after the restaurants. That's where fascism truly lies, Joe, the eateries, that's how yeah. you stick it to the man. Well, I think that the issue that I have is that they're not sticking it to the man. What they're doing is they're they're just trying to destroy people, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to is that they're just trying to destroy people. They're trying to do everything they can to destroy the will of the American people. And, I, you know, it, it was interesting. I saw an article um, that said that they charged a guy for telling people to... Uh, uh, raise up arms against Trump supporters. And I'm thinking to myself, well, at least they got one person. At least they got one Antifa guy. I gave him three and a half years. But to think about this, this guy literally professed to be Antifa, talked about being Antifa, was a leader of Antifa, tried to get all of his comrades. 
So this is why I know that the FBI knows that Antifa is an organization. And look, if I can do the research and get to the bottom of the nonprofits that are basically laundering money to give money back to Antifites, then I know that the FBI, if they just have a, just a, a smidgen of a brain, can figure out very quickly that Antifa is a large scale organization. It is organized crime and it's frankly designed to do the biddings of the evil left and everything from sex trafficking to, uh, you know, pedophilia and some of the other things that we've seen out there. These are not myths. I want to be really, really, really clear. These are not myths. These are things that are really happening in our society. And the linchpin of all of that is BLM and Antifa. Those are the two organizations yeah. that are being used like swords to hurt the American people. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at what Antifa is doing. They're very clearly across state lines. When you see these these anti fights, whatever, I don't even know what the I don't even know what the Chazanistas, whatever you want to call them. They turn up across state lines. They turn up in other states. They go from Portland. They go, um, right, they go to Washington State. They go to California. They're up and down the West Coast. They're traveling to other cities. It's the same cast of characters in every city. So the question is, are there people coordinating this multi-state violent effort? If so, that's where you start getting into the RICO statute. That's where you start getting into organized crime, people actually coordinating interstate criminal activities that obviously right. is what falls under the federal government's purview. It just it, it's it's laughable to think that when they finally get arrested and and they're they're mugshot and and the police blotter says, "Oh yeah, they're unemployed. They live with their mother." Yet somehow they just flew to eight different states inside of a month, attended a bunch of these rallies, right? Got bailed out of jail every single time. And obviously, someone's funding it. Obviously, someone's funding it. So, the act of funding people to go nationwide to commit violent acts is quite literally one of the definitions of organized crime. And to think that the FBI DOJ isn't even, isn't even tracking Antifa crime. They're tracking Listen, conservative it's crime. Even, it's not, not even on their Antifa. radar. It's not even on the radar. It's not even on the radar because if the second that they have to say, the second that they say that Antifa is a violent organization that is organized by criminals and supported by other big companies which are laundering money in there to do their bidding, then they have to admit that we have weaponized technology and weaponized mainstream media in order to get to an end, which is to destroy the American way of life. The second that they say yeah. that these organizations are real is the second that they figure out that old Johnny boy that sits in his basement is actually a terrorist. They have to literally say, we now know that there's a terrorist organization inside of our country. You know, this guy that was arrested, this Antifa guy in Florida that was arrested, actually went to Syria and fought. Fought in Syria, was trained in Syria, came back here and tried to declare war on on everyday Americans. It's unbelievable. And they yeah. still, to this day, want to talk publicly about there is no there is no organized crime and arrest people. By the way, this, this guy that said that he wanted to raise up arms and kill Trump supporters got three and a half years. There's a guy that actually just walked into the Capitol that the the best they could do with this piece of trash attorney that said that he was representing the best interests of of the people in uh, uh, in uh, on January 6th is get him five years in prison, five years yeah. for walking into the yeah. Capitol. Right. It's insane. That's when we know, by the way, that the left, you cannot trust them. You cannot trust lawyers. You can't trust the judiciary. You do not take a plea deal. You don't do any of that stuff. You don't do any of that stuff. 
You take it all the way through the system and you make sure you fight to the bitter end. And then you go after them legally for being the piece of trash that they are. The judiciary is compromised. The FBI is compromised. We're dealing and people are probably going, oh, there's no hope. But there is hope. There's a lot of hope. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of hope, make sure you check out the sponsor of our podcast, Air Medicare Network. Air Medicare Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy to get flown to a hospital in the case of a medical emergency by helicopter. Costs a lot. It costs cost a lot before Biden inflation. It's even more expensive now. Don't risk your family's financial future. Sign up with Air Medicare Network. It costs $85 for one year. It covers your entire household should any of you need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency. And as a bonus, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. You don't really think about that, Joe, needing to go to the hospital. Obviously, it happens a lot, but you just sent over this picture. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Thank goodness it doesn't look like anyone was killed or, or seriously injured in this. But this is a situation where they very well could have needed to go to the hospital. What happened in this picture? Walk us through it. Well, this is a uh, kind of a drive through in Salem, Oregon, that they had this past weekend. And you see the Don't Tread on Me sign. I'm trying to get the mm -hmm. other pictures to actually uh, um, uh, show up. They're not showing up. Maybe I can send it back over to you. But they smashed in his window on the other side. You had another truck where they basically beat in the back tailgate and tore out his lights. Um, and the police did nothing. They sat back and watched it happen. And this is this is that whole idea where had they gotten out and beat these people, they would have been arrested. They would have been charged. But yet these Antifa pieces of trash are not charged. Yeah. No, What's but, I mean, it looks like everyone made it out fine there. Thank goodness. But... This, <laughs> it's not an organization. It's just spontaneous violence, Joe. Everyone is spontaneously violent. It's it's like spontaneous rage. No, I mean, the, the fact that, that this isn't even being investigated by the FBI or the DOJ, that they're not doing any indictments, that they're just letting this go. Yeah. And then you see in places like Portland where they have quite literally tied police officers hands behind their back so they can't actually deploy tear gas to stop a riot and they're just forced to watch as half a million dollars of property damage is committed it just it it, it is insanity there there are a few other words to describe it but this is leftism leftists get what they vote for i feel bad for Dem for republicans living behind the blue iron curtain in some of these blue states but they are quite literally getting what they vote for. When you allow George Soros to infiltrate your local elections and to put up different candidates for attorney general, right, or or uh, district attorney, don't act surprised when those Soros nominees refuse to prosecute. Don't act surprised when the Soros, the Soros uh, town council member or city council members vote to tie police officers' hands behind their back. This is intentional. This is 100% intentional. You couldn't, it couldn't be more intentional if they tried, right? You, you couldn't see more riots if they tried. And at some point, I mean, where's the recourse, Joe? I know you talk about dragging them out of office. What's the recourse? I think how, how do we, how I do we get rid of people? I think that's like the recourse. This? I think that's the recourse. I mean, if we're being, if we're being perfectly honest, that's the recourse. The recourse is 100%. How do we how do we actually get people 
inside of our environment to stand up. And the only way that we actually get to a place where we have accountability is if we take accountability. If people want to say, listen, that you want to you want to incite violence and that I repeat myself over and over again. Joe, you always talk about pedophiles, rapists and closet racists. Is there something else we can talk about? No, we can't. No. Discipline and focus. There's a couple things that we know that we face as a society. One, we got to fix 3rd November 2020. We got to go back in time and we have to fix what happened in the election in 2020. The election was stolen, not in one place, not in two places. And we need to stay disciplined on all of the evidence that we have that supports that. One of the things that we'll be talking about in the next few days, Max, is going to be the mathematical energy decay models that were actually used to steal the election, where they could literally run through and tell, hey, I need this many votes in order to actually win. Here's the things that we're going to do. We're going to run to that exact point. And when they figured out that Trump outperformed or broke their algorithm by too many people voting for President Trump, that's where you saw these big spikes. And we can prove it because we went across the entire country and we backed into it to a, to a correlation rate that's over 99%, 0.9978, 0.9956, places that have nothing to do with each other. Even if you ran the election and uh, the uh, recall for Newsom and you ran it against one of the presidential deals, you could see that what they did is they had a fixed point to get to and they used mathematics in order to steal elections. But we have to take all of this evidence and say, look, the number one face, problem facing us today that leads to all the other symptoms is the fact that the voice of the American people has been hijacked in this coup. There's nothing else left to talk about. That's the only thing we need to talk about. And we need to talk about who these people are. These people are terrible human beings. They are literally the drebs of our society. They are the evil of our society. And that is not hyperbolic. That is absolute fact. These people want to destroy everything. And by the way, if they're not, Max, then please tell me why we're dealing with, in every Democrat-controlled environment, chaos. Windows being broken in. Police being told they have to stand down. It is as if the organized crime now runs the hen house. It reminds me of Mexico, Max. It's Mexico. I mean, what do the cartels do? They go to the police station, they shoot it up, and then they let out all the cartel members that are there. That's what they're trying to get to in the United States. And the last line of defense is us as people. And we just have to stand up and walk in and say, listen, we're over it. Get out. And people, and you well, said we can't have our own yeah. police forces. Yes, we can. Can't have our own lawyers. Yes, we can. Can't have our we own have judiciary. Own yes, we can. We can. You, you mentioned that it's like Mexico. And one of, the, one of the fundamental parts of the violence in Mexico is that the cartels own it, right? The cartels, obviously, they're big in the human smuggling trade in the illegal drug trade, illegal weapons trade, and they own it by buying off politicians, buying off police officers, and, and getting rid of the good officers, right? That's what they do. That They get the bad officers on the payroll, and they either force the, office, the good officers out or they kill them, one or the other. We're seeing a similar phenomenon here, and just let, let me walk you through it. You obviously, we, we've talked about a lot, the George Soros organizations that are bankrolling a lot of these Antifa groups, right? We know that they're doing that. They're bankrolling them through nonprofits. And you can always, you can tell it's happening because Antifa and Black Lives Matter become more active during election years. So you obviously know that the money's flowing. If, if it wasn't an election thing, the money would be flowing year round. They'd be having these protests year round as opposed to being primarily around elections. So we know the money's flowing to them. We also know that the same people giving them 
money are the ones who are propping up these anti-American, anti-rule of law district attorneys, anti-rule of law sheriff's candidates. So the same people funding the violence are funding the leftist candidates who promise to take a hands-off approach to the violence. Those also, those leftist politicians are the same ones now implementing the vaccine mandates to force the good cops out of Portland's police department, out of Seattle's police department. So what you're left with are just the Antifa cops, right? The Antifa district attorneys, the Antifa city um, officials just running things because all of the good conservative, good free thinking cops have been forced out. So it, it is, we're not seeing the same kind of street violence of, of actual executions in the street that we see in Mexico. Sure. But the actual, the actual um, formula is very similar. Powerful, wealthy people are paying for the violence. They're paying to make the politicians turn the other way. And anytime anyone stands up and tries to stop it, they're forced out of their positions. It's the same formula, just a little bit different. Well, it's the same, it's the same formula, just a little bit different, but it's even worse than that because the reality of it is, is that what we're dealing with now is, is, is completely organized at every level. It's organized to the point where they have stop gaps in the government at the federal level, at the state level, they have people that they've gotten elected using these fraudulent systems that are basically saying, we're not going to prosecute these people. So we, we are dealing with a massive issue, Max, where we as people, we, we don't have a choice. There, there is nothing left. There is, there is no last line of defense. There is no social conscience that we have within government because frankly, those people have been overrun or brainwashed with the idea that if they say, and, and most people don't believe it. Let me just say this. Most people, people in government are useful idiots at this point. They don't believe what's happening, right? But they can't say anything because they, they, their thing is, I need to feed my family. So I'm, yeah. I'm willing to take whatever I need to do as long as I can take care of my family. A very selfish and, by the way, un-American way to see things if you're in government. Yeah, no, you're right. And you, and you mentioned the, the placeholder jobs, the people who are, are paid to do this. I mean, you also said that when I put up the other image of all the mugshots, that they look like freaks. It's true. And, and I've been trying to verify all of these mugshots, and I've been able to verify a bunch of them. So I think they are all either from Antifa or from riots that were um, kind of offspread from Antifa rallies. So these people might be Antifa, might be BLMers, um, but it, it appears that all of these mugshots... Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. When you see these mugshots... This doesn't make, I mean, these aren't a bunch of like geniuses. I mean, maybe they are, who knows? But when you look at them, these aren't the people running the organization. These are the fall guys. These are the grunts. These are the people who are sent out there to, to destroy buildings, to, to cause havoc. And they're the ones getting paid $15 an hour on the Craigslist listings to do it. Right. And it's the same everywhere. Whenever they arrest these guys, it's a bunch of weirdos. And and you right. and you wouldn't know it because they're all they have their face covered. It makes they make themselves look like they're this big formidable group, right? But underneath all of those masks, underneath the ski mask, under underneath the goggles, they're a bunch of weirdos. A bunch of weirdos destroying our society, trying to tear it down, spray painting um, anarchy symbols on our our justice departments, on our buildings, destroying commerce. This this is who we're being <laughs> driven towards a civil war by. These people. Just imagine 
if you would have told me 10 years ago we'd be closer to a civil war because of freaks like this, I wouldn't have believed you. But they're not doing this on their own. They're being bankrolled. They're being forced into it. They're not, it's not forced, but they're being pushed into it. And they're happy to comply. But this is what's driving our country apart. This is insanity. And then when you see the January 6th, when they put, they put up these walls of, of mugshots of January 6th, it's just a bunch of people with American flag hats. Like, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't want my country stolen. I don't want my country stolen. With these, they're like, oh, no, we want to tear down the entire system. <laughs> we want to eat the rich. That's that's what they're chanting. So it's just, it's just completely so, backwards. So I want to I wanna show a video. Mr. Producer, I just sent you a video. It's eight seconds long. And there's a reason why I want to show this to you. This, this is a video of Antifa. You know, the organization, it's not an organization that, shows up wearing all the same clothes that has their own flags that carries umbrellas right and the umbrellas are meant to repel by the way uh uh tear gas rubber bullets beanbags tear gas, like that. right right um th they're not very good at it by the way I mean, you can push through them pretty pretty hard right but go ahead and put up that video eight second video all cops are bastards in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you can see this was at the uh, Art Pawlowski event, and they were basically taking over a stage. They took all of their equipment, threw it in the uh, river that was right next to it, and all dressed in the same garb and all having umbrellas. This, these, this is not spontaneous. Antifa is not spontaneous. Antifa is an organization. They are a terrorist organization. Now they have their own hit list. I know that I have my own, uh, what are they called? Uh, they have a bounty. bounty out for my head. And the, the problem is I'm a hard target. I'm a very, very, very hard target. I'm the guy that literally is, is I, I, I said it on my Telegram channel this morning, bring your own body bag. You're going to need it, right? Or I live on land. So I'll dig a hole. I mean, I mean the, the umbrellas, the craziness of all of it is they expect us to believe that the umbrellas aren't planned. That everyone just looks outside, sees there's not a cloud in the sky, and says, I'm going to bring an umbrella yeah. to this spontaneous place where no one told me to go there. I'm just going to be wearing the same clothes as everyone, bring an umbrella when there's not a cloud in the sky. We just saw all the mugshots, the freaks, the umbrellas. You know what this reminds me of, Joe, when I see these freaks with their umbrellas? You know what it reminds me of? No. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. It reminds me of Danny DeVito as the Penguin. <laughs> now, if he was to go to one of these Antifa rallies, he would fit right in. You yeah. wouldn't even you yeah. wouldn't even bat an eye. You'd be like, oh, that's that's normal. That's just he's one part of the crowd. <laughs> penguin freak show with an umbrella in the middle of middle of a sunny day. That makes sense. That's what I think of whenever I see them carrying their umbrellas. It's just, it's so stupid that, that they're allowed to do this and and no one in, in positions of power stop them. No one stops them because yep. they want them to succeed. The only, the only exception would be Portland's mayor. If you remember last year, he kind of got caught up in the violence a little bit and he got really scared for a moment. He got, he got pressed up towards the barricade at the actual federal courthouse and he started getting whiffs of tear gas he started getting a little afraid. So he's backed off a little bit. But everyone else, they're egging it on. And that's, I think, the difference between the left and the right. With the, with the right, 
we're not actually egging on anyone who was who was punching police officers on no. January 6th. Right? We, we weren't egging that. Anyone who was breaking windows, anyone who was kicking in doors, fighting in the Capitol building, we weren't egging on any of that. And, you know and that's the key difference. Do you co-conspirators they have in, in Washington, D.C. now? Oh, a ton. Over a hundred. Do you know how many unindictable co-conspirators punch police? Oh, I, over I, a I, dozen. Bet you, I bet you a few. Over a dozen. Over a dozen un, unindictable co-conspirators, unindictable, which means they work for the government, could not be charged because they work for the government. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Look, we're we're in a war right now. I believe that things are are starting to turn their turn the corner a little bit. And what I mean what I mean by that is that people right now they're, they're waking up to this this fact. I mean, we the the just the education wave of parents going in. You know, um, I'm going to be speaking in North Carolina on the 29th and 30th of October. I'm going to be speaking in Dallas, not Dallas, excuse me. Uh, San Antonio uh, in November for the uh, Clay Clark Reawaken uh, America tour. We, I have other uh, people, and please, if you if you send in a request for me to come speak somewhere, just understand that I can only split myself up into one piece, right? I cannot clone myself. Um, but I think that over the next forty-five to sixty days, I'm I'm going to be speaking in about forty different cities. The thing that I tell people of is there's three things, Max, three things. You want to know what you can do? You want to know what you can do to clone me when you go out there is number one, have courage, right? Number two, speak about a plan. You got to have a plan, right? And that plan is men have to mobilize. Men, men have to stand up. It's not nothing against women. The only thing that the, the thing that got us to a place where we can save our country is women. Women have been the ones standing up, putting duct tape on it, holding things together while men have decided that, hey, their job is to bring home the bread. The job is not to bring home the bread, it's to protect their family and protect their community and stand shoulder to shoulder with other men and protecting their community, regardless of the sacrifice. That has to be done. And the third of which is, is that you have to have a plan of, that's, that's actionable that you can push out there to give parents, specifically parents and people in the community, a way to combat it. All right. And, you know, what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. But on the school side, Max, it's really simple. Parents need to go in and inspect their kids' classroom. If they look up in their classroom and they see a pride flag, they need to walk over and promptly tear it down. They need to make sure they make a phone call to a thousand other parents, right? And we need to build up small groups. I say small, of 500 to 1,000 per community, where if you hear about something that's happening in a classroom, you show up with 500, 1,000 people. And you're like, well, they can arrest us. Maybe, maybe they do arrest you. Maybe that's a possibility. But with a thousand people, you're going to let them know every single time it turns around that you're not going to tolerate them putting pride flags and taking second year olds and recruiting them to some sort of, you know, perverse agenda. This is not about being gay. It's about recruitment. It's about grooming because that's what sickos do is they recruit people into their sick ideology. So as we start talking about what this looks like and how we make sure that we get rid of these voting machines and we get rid of these corrupt people within every every part of our government. It's going to take a little bit of elbow grease, it's going to take standing up, not running around with a flag and doing a protest where you're out there and they get to be inside there. It's that we take it to their front door. We're inside their office. Right. The, the reason why these leftists get away with so much is we let them. We let them get away with it. 
And all we have to do is stand up and we stop it. We stop it. We're dead in its tracks. Yeah. Going to remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Go to libertycigars.com. And I want to show a little bit of what we're talking about here because we, we, we've read we've read the 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 ad a couple times but liberty cigars they're a patriot run company that has historical themed cigar lines so not only are you able to teach people about history but you also give them a nice gift of a, of a quality cigar so we've mentioned that they they name their different cigars after different historical figures and and yeah sure they have the george washington they have the benjamin franklins the the people that you know but the reason that this is a great gift for the history lover in your life is they also include really important historical figures that aren't necessarily top of mind for a lot of people, right? So obviously they had the Benedict Arnold cigar, which as I mentioned, when you go to libertycigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, all orders over $76, they're going to throw one of these in for free. But they also have Von Steuben. Von Steuben was a, uh, he was a major general in the Revolutionary War. He's not usually top of mind for people. Marquis de Lafayette, he was a Frenchman. He was a Frenchman. He loved the American cause so much. He wanted to help the United States. He bought a sailing ship using his own money. At that time, it was 112,000 pounds. That's what he had to do to get from Europe to the United States to help fight with the colonists. So, so check out LibertyCigars.com. And the great thing about this is that you don't have to worry about these getting stuck on a container ship off of the port of Los Angeles. Go to LibertyCigars.com. Use promo code BEFREE. B-E-F-R-E-E, and every order over $76, they're going to throw a, a free Benedict Arnold cigar in. Give it to the leftist in your life, the trader in your life, or just a friend. It's a great, great present. So again, LibertyCigars.com, so, we can take that down. So, ju- so just so you know, my friend yesterday, or the day before yesterday, sent me a text message. And he's like, Joe, you have to help me. And I'll kind of read it to you. He might be paying attention to this uh, podcast right now. But he sent me a text message, and this is what it says, Max which I thought was interesting. Here we go. Um, Here we go. All right. Hey, brother, hope you're well. I have a liberal friend that claims Antifa is an idea and not an organization. Do you have a copy of the manifesto or anything else that I can use to refute his claim? You know, we do have the the, uh, Antifa manifesto, which came out in late May, early June of 2020, um, which basically said that, uh, that they're not an organization, yet it came from a leader, of Antifa. Uh, so if you're a leader, what are you a leader of if it's just an idea? No, you're a leader of an organization. So the entire manifesto, if you just read into it, shows that they are well organized. Um, they have their own social platforms, they have their own, their own uh, uh, accounts within things like communities like Reddit. They have their own admins. They are an organization. Um, and so I said, uh, I, I, I responded, your friend is dumb. They have a effing flag, right? So they have their own flag. So they, they have leaders. <laughs> they've got their own web pages. They've got their own admins. They've got their own people that actually walk out and organize people. They have the own way to dress. They have their own flag, right? This is not an idea. Antifa is not an idea. It is a well-run communist uh, terroristic organization in the United States, and we need to cut it out like the cancer that it is. So... Um, you know, Max, do you have a copy of the flag? Can you put up the flag? I'd like to, uh, I'd like to show one second. One. Well, there's a couple flags. There's the flag that they that they run with usually. There's the German flag. Here, go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. 
and that that's typically what's what's referred to as the antifa flag um that's obviously yeah. the one in in english there's also this one which is obviously <laughs> german um is this the one you're referring to because there's a couple different ones yeah um, but it's all the same symbol it's all the the same idea ideology that goes against it so let me see if i can put this up here mr producer i just put a picture um, yeah, and the producer just said, hey, listen, they also have their own uh, websites with planned events. Yeah, you don't have planned events go back events to my screen. Go back to my screen. I have it up. He says, I, I haven't seen anyway. the red trident. What's the red trident? Are they are they now followers of Poseidon? What's the red trident symbolize? It's uh, it's the, they basically, or basically it's the satanic cult. Uh. Right? Which makes sense, by the way, that you'd have the satanic Portland anti-fascist. I mean, because being an anti-fascist, I didn't even read. I didn't even read the satanic. I just I, that didn't even yeah. register to me because I already just presumed that they were satanic. Yeah, so it's kind of redundant. This makes a lot more sense when we start talking about Coomer, doesn't it? I mean, he has a he has a tattoo of the uh, screaming pope, which is uh, done by the number one artist of the satanic church. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy how you tie things together very succinctly yeah, to Bacon. what, yeah, what, what their entire uh, organization uh, rallies behind. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just, I can't believe that there are people out there who are actually proud of that. I mean, go back to my screen. Yeah. They're smiling. Look at the, look at this clown. Go back to my screen. This clown is not only smiling, he's doing the, the hook em horns or the rock on. They, oh yeah, I'm proud to be the satanic Portland anti-fascist. I'm proud of that. I, I just I, I cannot wrap my head around just how far someone would have to fall to be smiling while holding it. It's one thing to be like the grunt at the bottom of the totem pole and you, you want to join the organization and they're making you carry the stupid banner. It's an entirely different thing to proudly do it. And I, I just I can't wrap my head around it. If if I ever get to that level, Joe, I I hope that you put a bullet in my head. If you ever see me proudly walking well, around with one of these idiotic things, put a bullet in my head because I'm already dead. Well, I think that the whole idea is that we're not trying to put any bullet in anybody's head, um, but I do think that we're we are well on our way to a war that I'm not sure that we can get away from. I mean, the the, the point that we're at right now is we're already in the war. We're in a war right now where they are one by one picking off good people in our communities and then they're having these corrupt and trashy DAs and uh, uh, compromised judges do the bidding for them. We are dealing with a massive amount of, of evil in our society. We're already in the war. Once we figure out that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us and we start standing up. You know, I used to love uh, Amin uh, Bundy because he was, he was the guy that when the BLM bent, bent the Bureau of Land Management came in and tried to take somebody's land. The he other showed BLM. up with a hundred people. Yeah, he showed up with a hundred people and said, "Get off our, get off the land." And they were like, "Well, we'll come back with more people." So the feds came back with more people, and Amon said, "All right, game on." And he showed up with five hundred people, and then the feds were like, "Ah, well, we'll just pick you off one by one." And he's like, "You pick off whoever you want, but we're not going to be caught one by one, and we're going to have the ability to connect." And tell people that we need that we need help and he built an entire network that says hey look what they do to one of us they do to all of us 
And then we know what happened to uh, um, uh, Finnicum, who was the one that was gunned down by the FBI in cold blood outside the suburban. That actually happened, right? And and here and here we are. Here we are back in the same place where our government is literally creating us as slaves, turning us into slaves. And actually, we're already slaves, but now it's becoming more evident. I think the veil's being lifted. So. Look, I, I think that we're going to have to get to that place where we recognize that uh, the only friend we have are other Americans that stand up for the same ideals that we stand up for and get our kids out of their uh, their uh, evil grasp. And and speaking of the evil, evil grasp, what we have to do is we have to make sure our kids understand that these are not role models. Obviously, no. we have the Antifa teachers that we need to remove. The one is gone in California. That's great. But there's more. And they're now going underground a little bit. But unfortunately, they're beyond just the violence, right? Beyond the funding of the violence, beyond the funding of the district attorneys who turn a blind eye or actually encourage the violence, beyond the, the city officials who make it illegal for police officers to respond to the violence, there is actually a subset of the population that wants these clowns to be idolized, these clowns to be put up on a pedestal as, as oh, no, this is democracy in action. Right. So if, if you show up to the ellipse on January 6th, nowhere near the Capitol building, you're a domestic terrorist just for showing up to see the president of the United States speak. But if you walk around Portland carrying a satanic Portland anti-fascist banner, right, all of a sudden, no, no, that's just democracy. That's what democracy looks like, people. That's not what democracy looks like. Now, I, I don't want to I don't want to go back to a time where we were actually like putting people on trial for for communist tendencies. That yeah, there were a lot of communists that they caught up in that, but there are a lot of good people that, I mean, anytime you have a witch hunt, anytime you have a witch hunt, you, you catch up bad people, right? But you don't need a witch hunt to get these guys. When you know no, you that don't. they're all, I mean, they're committing acts of violence. These two people, I'm not exactly sure, but they're committing acts of violence. We know that. And then the next day they're out protesting again, advocating more violence. When someone advocates openly the destruction of the United States as we know it, right? When they advocate that, believe them. Don't say, oh, it's just hyperbolic. Oh, they're just, they're just exaggerating. Oh, they don't really mean it. No, they mean it. When you, when you hear them shout, by any means necessary, that's what they actually mean. So we, we, have, to, we have to fight back against not just the violence, but this attempt to, to normalize it. Oh, no, that's what, that's what democracy looks like. Oh, you're saying in your city you don't just have bi-weekly riots? Does, you don't have that? Oh, obviously, your, your activists don't actually care about justice. These people do. We can't allow them to normalize this because if they do, it'll spread much faster than any of these weirdos hopping on a Soros-funded airline ticket. Look, I think that at some point, we are going to have to make a decision as a society what's important. And we're going to have to rip the Band-Aid off. And the Band-Aid is really simple. We have a, a massive amount of corruption, a massive amount of corruption that we're dealing with that literally has created new social norms. And the only way to get back to it, and again, some people say, I don't like Martin Luther King. Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell you right now that God uses imperfect people in order to get to a means, all means necessary in order to create some sort of, of uh, progress, right? Accountability. And so Martin Luther King, back in 1963, in April of 1963, wrote a letter in the Birmingham, Alabama jail. And I always come back to a disciplined, focused approach on what is said in certain documents 
around the world. This one just happens to lead to some of the progress we were able to make when it comes to civil rights. But he said very clearly that if we allow the status quo to rule the mores of our society, we will be relegated. The church will be relegated. Good people will be relegated to the to the the sidelines and evil will basically take over our nation. And, for, you know, that was as true in 1963 as it is today. It, it, it showed that as you went through this this process, all of the things that we've been talking about are things that they knew were going to happen 60 years ago. They knew they saw it. They said, you know what, if we don't do something, this is what's going to take over our society. And slowly they hid in the shadows until this sleeper cell just popped up its head with this massive approach to uh, destabilization that they did with this uh, pandemic in 2020. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Well, we're out of time. So any, any final words before we, we close out for the day, Joe? Hey, listen, you, you got to have courage. You got to have courage. You got to stand up. People want to know what standing up looks like. I already told you, be a voice, be an ambassador for truth. And don't be afraid of it. I think one of the biggest things that we have is you're afraid and do not bow, bow down and say, look, I'm getting this vaccine in protest because I'm going to lose my job. Lose your job. If everyone loses their job, guess what will happen? We'll have a social collapse and it'll force them to do the right thing and backtrack on what they're doing. They're, they're basically playing chicken with the American people. You can't have it happening in, I don't know if you saw what's happening in Italy, see what's happening in Spain, see what's happening in England. There are protests every day. And those protests are, are massive. And the police are starting yeah. to switch sides. The police there are starting to switch sides because they have a choice to make. Do I stand with the people or do I stand against the people? Are you a brown shirt or you're a person that actually stands up for American ideals? The whole world is waiting for us to stand up. And sooner or later, yeah. over the next couple of months, we will actually get our, our what I call sea legs out from under us. And we'll be able to walk in with confidence and, and throw these pieces of trash out. And look, if we have to yeah. restart everything and fire everyone in the government and make the government workers not have pensions and, and stop. If we have to do all that, so be it. So be it. I can promise you that one thing will happen. One, our infrastructure on our roads will be much better off if we got rid of the federal government, right? Our security and safety as a nation will be much more pronounced and much better off than what we're dealing with right now. Everything will be better in this country if we get rid of the evil that has been basically reigning over us. And we stop this perversion that has allowed them to take 50, 60% of our pay, basically making you a slave, um, 50, 60% of our pay, and basically feeding it to the monster, which is giving it that money overseas. So yeah. just stand up with courage. We're going to continue to yeah. talk about it. Last thing I want to mention is Dan Bongino obviously has a major, a huge show. He's on the Cumulus Network, and Cumulus is forcing all of their shows to be have a vaccinated staff. So Dan Bongino is, he talks the talk and he is also walking the walk. Last week we saw him cancel advertisers who were kind of turning on conservatives. This week he is threatening to walk away from his entire radio show contract if Cumulus, the parent company, doesn't back off their vaccine mandate for his, his crew. I want to play this before we go off the air today. Let's go ahead and play cut number one. Imagine the countless number of individuals trying to explain that these companies ever thought of that. The countless numbers of moms and dads who are sitting at some kitchen table explaining to their kids how they may have to move out, how daddy doesn't have a job because a bunch of people in a C-suite thought it'd be a good idea to sit around and play pretend Dr. Fauci for a moment. 
and mandate people jam something in their bodies that they don't want to take? You ever put yourself in that in that role? You ever put yourself at that kitchen table with mom and dad telling their kids that? Imagine how the kids respond, that fear they got to live with. You know, I grew up without a lot of money. My mom used to make bologna sandwiches for dinner. And when the bologna was no good, you'd cook it and you'd make it good right quick, right? I'm not leaving any of those guys behind. You can have me or you can have the mandate. But you can't have both of us. Putting his money where his mouth is. Want to play that just in case people haven't already seen it. Good on Dan Bongino for sticking up for, for his staff. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio edition. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. New to Audible, so if you like to to do chores around the house, you can listen on your Amazon devices to the podcast while you do it. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you are forgetful, you just need a little reminder, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system, which will give you a notification before we go live on what we're talking about that day and the links for how to get there. Also, go to join.conservative-daily.com or use the link in our description to sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important. That's how you get our fax blasts and our other action alert emails. That's going to be it for this edition of the Morning Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Hunting Hunting Pheasant Oltman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.